0: You're listening to the Off the Bench Podcast on 104.5 ESPN. For more, follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore ESPN or on YouTube.
1: Good morning, everybody. It is 8 a.m. on Monday, May 15th. Today in Baton Rouge, expect cloudy skies with a high of 91. Coming up on OTB presented by All Star Toyota, we have a new edition of Weekend Winners coming up next. And Hold the Mayo, Devin Snow, joins the show at 9.15. You can follow today's show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OTB underscore ESPN or catch us on YouTube at the 1045 ESPN channel and subscribe for daily content. Hour number two of Off the Bench, live from the Mercedes Benz of Baton Rouge studio, starts now. All Star Toyota presents Off the Bench. With Jacob
2: Hester and T-Bob A Bear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off the, the bench, bench with Hester and, Hester and T-Bob. T-Bob. Hey, Peter said I gotta come off the bench. All-star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. <laughs> yo, yo, yo.
3: Hey, y'all, welcome back to OTB. T-Bob explained this last week. Seriously, baseball is more from a finesse sport into a power sport. Skill isn't as important in pitching or hitting. Uh, skill isn't, isn't as important in pitching or hitting. Um, which I, I, I've heard a couple people kind of talking about. I mean, the, the, the hitting portion is obvious. Right? We all know it's like strikeout or bust and everything. But I did see Alden Cartwright uh, have an interesting tweet where he was maybe surmised that some of these struggles come from a... Um, you know, from from these players being developed in environments, Jake, where it is all about throwing as hard as you possibly can, maybe versus developing some of the finer ports of pitching at a younger age. I don't know exactly how true that is. I do know that everybody's throwing harder, right? And everybody's hitting more home runs. So it is pretty undeniable the kind of power base of the sport.
4: Yeah, we, uh, had, we had somebody from D1 Baseball on, I guess it was Thursday afternoon. And We were talking about that, and obviously, we're talking to every team. He's like, I just don't understand. It's like, hey, throw harder. It's like, we you're throwing harder, but you're nowhere close to the zone. And he was talking, I forget which pitcher I'd have to go back. He was talking about one of Wake's pitchers. He's like, You know, the guy lives around 91 92, but you know what? He throws it where he wants to throw it, yeah. And the guy that throws it where he wants to throw it at 91 92, I'll take that every time over 97 98 and nowhere close to the strike zone. And he was talking about. You know the way that they think and the way that they coach pitching or whatever, and I guess kind of going back to our last conversation, but yeah, there there is a a whole slew of players that's like I'm gonna grip this son of a gun and throw it
3: 98.
4: Yeah, okay, that's it's nowhere near the strike zone.
3: And it's kind of interesting, but you're also gonna see a situation where these top baseball players eventually they're gonna they're and you maybe you're already seen some of this, but they're much more adept at hitting the fast guys, right? Maybe they lack control because they they faced it more. They can stay more disciplined against it, whereas the guy who can place perfectly will start to gain even more traction. Uh, but of course, I mean, whatever. That's just like saying, like, just be like Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox to throw hard, okay? Why can't you do that? Uh, I get it. it. It's all very tough. So,
4: not even. I mean, yes. I mean, Greg Maddox is always the one everybody goes <laughs> to. It's like yeah, there's one Greg Maddox. But like to the point though. It is about locating your pitches. It's not, yeah, I mean, the, I you have to throw hard is... enough for it to matter, certainly, but you also, it's about locating your pitches and hitting your spots and, you know, being consistent in the strike zone.
3: Yes, I guess the overall point is just that maybe there is a lack of skill development in and yes. being changed over to just pure velo yeah. development. Um, all right, let's dive in to some weekend winners. That's how winning is done. That's right.
2: We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure.
5: We've got too far. I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what?
2: Are you doing what it takes to win a championship? Wow, winning.
4: Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do.
2: What's that? Win the whole thing.
3: Uh, Bill Baggins kicks it off with the weekend loser saying, "Weekend loser." The guy that said he would give his house away if the four by one hundred meter college record would stay this weekend, uh, LSU broke the four by one hundred record this weekend. Congratulations to the Tigers uh, as they are now owed that dude's house. Uh, my first weekend <laughs> winner. Fast and furious for racing for pinks. Yeah, we're raising for mortgages, baby. What you got? You want to take on a lot? You want to take on a thirty year debt? Let's do it. <laughs> 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 I don't think I want the house. <laughs> i <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> yeah, uh, My first weekend winner, the Arlington Renegades. How about it? Bob Stoops, Jake. Bob, hey, Bob. Stoops. Now right, Bob. XFL champion, Bob Stoops. Okay. I, bl- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, boys. I'm pretty sure there's only one coach that is both a national champion and XFL champion. <laughs> and that's Bob Stoops. Yes. There's also that, that, only that, one coach. Yes. That has a multi-million dollar tequila brand and that's bob stoops show some respect to the legend there's
4: also one coach who has a role with oklahoma kind of coaches sometimes sometimes yeah. he doesn't sometimes like he's in administration sometimes he's not but i don't really know shout out to bob stoops
3: and that's bob stoops um so they were four and six yeah they were during bad. the regular season and then they end up winning the championship 35 26 they beat the 10 win DC defenders and shout out to Luis Perez. Don't know who he is, but he's a quarterback that was he's traded. Been in, he's for been mid-season. in all
4: these. He's been in all these leagues.
3: Uh, so he's just been constantly floating around the edges of the, the league. The
4: Alliance. Uh, he was in the XFL the first time. I'm pretty sure he was in the USFL last year. Well, now back in the XFL.
3: Well, and now he's a XFL champion and the MVP of the championship game, 26 to 30. Excuse me, 26 to 36. 280 yards, three tuds, no picks for Luis Perez. Shout out, man. Weekend winner, Stoops, Arlington, Luis.
4: Uh, my first weekend winner is Knott's County. They get promoted to the fourth tier of English soccer. This was a team that Wrexham was fighting with okay. to get promotion. They win the playoffs, so they get promoted. They beat Chris Chalder's Chesterfield, and they beat him in penalties four to three the game. Chesterfield scored in the sixth minute of the game. They scored a penalty. Knott's County comes back in the 88th and scores. So you go to extra time, and Chesterfield scores very early in extra time. It looked like Knott's County was not going to be able to find a goal. They get one in the 108th minute. They tie it up, and then they went on penalties. They deserve to go up. They were right there with Wrexham. I think they would have set the record for points in the fifth division if it wasn't for Wrexham who set the record. So they had a very quality season now they both get to play in the fourth division of your or english soccer
3: how does one arrive at picking a team in the fifth division how can you say Childers chester uh he uh,
4: he has like some oh some like a ownership. tiny okay he has okay, like a okay. tiny ownership oh, okay, just like okay. the wrexham deal yes, like cool. some of these clubs are like oh people will like be interested in our club and he bought in to like chesterfield a little piece
3: of the racehorse off the app like we talked about yeah uh, okay yeah i like yes this. okay that makes it
1: so he has, has some ownership in chesterfield
3: Warrior, what
1: you got? Uh, I'm going NBA for my first weekend winner, Jason Tatum. He's a beast. As a Heat fan, I'm honestly a little worried about these conference finals. But let me tell you about Jason Tatum. Game six, they were facing elimination. They were down by double digits in the third quarter. And he was having an awful game. But then in the fourth, he made clutch three after clutch three. They won that game. And then yesterday, he went for 51 points. Which is an nba record for the most in any game seven okay there it jason is. jason tatum been leading the celtics for almost five or six years now since he got drafted and uh might be leading to a championship so he is my first weekend winner
3: i just hate boston but tatum do un- you d- yeah undeniable all boston all boston why uh again because because two things first off nobody likes the guy who's just always winning right it's naturally to want what they have like but But beyond that, Boston is doubly annoying because they still think of themselves as kind of like, you know, hang dog or cur... Like, like they think they know adversity, I guess, Jay. Mm -hmm. right? But I'm 34, okay? If you're my age, all you've known is championships out of Boston and in every single sport. The Patriots always I mean, they won multiple. Celtics won one or two. they ended up getting uh, two just one? Okay, Spield they just the one. Yeah, they, but they played, played lost for the Lost yeah. in Game 7. Mm-hmm, They've, like, yeah, always mm-hmm. been, though, in conference finals, finals <laughs> constantly. They won the championship. Uh, the Red Sox obviously won multiple championships. have been super relevant throughout my life. Um, the Bruins even got themselves a championship and are all super relevant. Now, you know, they certainly got disappointed here recently, but they had incredible regular seats. And, so no, Boston has been the easiest city to be a sports fan in my entire life. And yet... They want to claim adversity. You know what adversity is? It's being a Pelicans fan. Ha! <laughs> it, it's, it's being a fan of one of the only teams, the only team in the NBA that it, what hasn't made a conference uh, final. Us and the Hornets. There yeah. you go. Okay, that's adversity, Boston. Shove it up your butt. Um, anyway, I hope Miami does that to him. What, what do you got, Taylor?
5: Well, I was going to go Jason Tatum, but I'll go um, weekend winners. All the moms out there.
3: Yep, shout out. Your mother. That's what uh, Ryan Brackett in the chat said. Um... <laughs> Weekend winner, <laughs> uh, I would say Cajunomics. Love hanging out with everybody on Cajunomics during the uh, streams, and uh, and and the new commercial feeds are absolutely hilarious. So, nice work there. What, what is got, that? Jake? Um, it's an if you know, you know situation. I'll tell you during the break. Okay. Tell you during the break. Okay. All right. yeah. Whisper in the dark, huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah.
4: oh yeah. Even though you just gave out the name to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out and weekend winner to the city of San Diego. It looks like they are going to get an MLS team. Oh now nice. there is some there is somewhat of some drama with this. They're going to get a team, but it is not the team, the San Diego Loyal that plays in the lower division that is coached by Landon Donovan. Or he was a coach now, I think he's a front office member. A lot of people thought they were, you know, because a lot of times here, like you'll have the lower division team, they'll get an expansion team, and that team just becomes the MLS team. This looks like it's going to be an entire new team, new uh, ownership, new organization. So it doesn't look like it's going to be the Landon Donovan-led San Diego Loyal. Mm. It's going to be a completely new team. Now, a lot of hope is that they can find a way to work together because obviously the Loyal would not be able to, a lot of people think, survive if you had a true MLS team in your city there. Of course, they play at Snapdragon, whereas San Diego State now plays. They bulldozed Qualcomm because, good God, it needed to be mm. and built a stadium there. So that's where the MLS team, the San Diego Wave, also play there, the women's league team.
3: It would be very fun to have an MLS team, for yes. sure. And San Diego deserve've it. They've had, a, they've had they, a bit of an inverse Boston. They've had a lot of sporting pain over the years. I mean, they so only, I hope that I mean yeah, they only
4: have... You know they have the Padres, the Clippers left, the Chargers left, and you know we are trying to get, trying to get something.
1: It's a city that deserves to have something.
3: Uh, I agree, I agree. What, what do you got? What do you got there, Mario?
1: So, so yeah, I don't think John Morant is a bad person. I think he is a love reckless this, person. Love this qualifier. You right, could okay. you could argue <laughs> that he's a dumb person, and you could definitely argue that he has terrible friends. Devontae Pack has done nothing but put John Morant in terrible situations. He got in a fight with the Pacers during a game. I'm sure y'all saw that Did you hear what happened
3: after the game? Yes. Did
1: you hear this, Jake? The the Pacers team bus saw a laser in their bus. Uh The security with the Pacers said that they were positive it came from a weapon, so it looked like John Moran's friends were trying to intimidate the Pacers.
3: Yeah, so it couldn't be 100% confirmed, but after he gets in a fight for his boy, Devontae Pack, he's banned from Memphis Stadium for this. He gets into a fight with the players during the game. And then afterwards a, a a black a blacked out SUV is driving by the Pacers team bus and there's a red laser coming out of it pointing at the bus. Yes. bus. But yeah. that's old news. He already yeah, answered.
1: Old. He already answered to all that. He already served the eight game suspension. He went to a rehab 96 hours in Florida, like that was supposed to do something. And then he's on Instagram live again this weekend with Devontae Pack. In fairness to Jaw, it was Devontae's Instagram, not well, his Well,
3: but not if you no no. No, no, no fairness to Jaw here because watch the tape, Mario pack immediately hides the camera when he sees jaw got his gun out like even pack knows bro what are you doing
1: exactly like they're
3: sitting there having fun hanging out and then jaw gets a gun out and pack immediately flips the camera and puts it against his shoulder because he's like bro, on,
1: it's it's terrible man we can turn this into a commentary about like mental health i don't like how jaw was saying he was going through some stuff he needed to like find himself and de-stress i think he's just really reckless i'm going to go ahead and make that uh, accusation and assumption and this is just terrible behavior like he started eight game suspension the first time i would think easily he's going to get double or triple that just so the nba makes an example out of him like you can't be this reckless john ja morant and uh his friend pack weekend losers for sure
3: and it's like, look, I'm not a big role model guy. Like I kind of, I used to love the Charles Barkley. Like I'm not a role model advertising campaign, but he's talking about like saying curse words and yeah. being petulant, okay? Like I actually do, maybe and maybe I'm just old. I am old now, so maybe that <laughs> is it too. But I am a little bit like, man, you know, like a lot of these kids are looking up to you, man. And and you just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's just problems that you don't need. And they just keep popping up. I'm the sure. NBA is going to crack down hard too. I mean, you can be talking about 20, 25 games
1: easily and obviously that's going to affect the Grizzlies big time that locker room is a big question mark right now for several reasons and I'm sure Matt McMahon does not approve of Jaws behavior
3: <laughs> no oh god <laughs> that's funny it's, it's an outside way to uh, get after McMahon the yeah. nice, <laughs> nice little liver shot in there Mario uh, you got, you got anything, yeah, uh, to I, got, I got
5: a weekend loser. Um, it involves the 76ers and no, it's not doc
3: rivers. Okay.
5: Is going to be Joel Embiid. If you heard his mm-hmm. post game press conference, you'll know what I'm talking about. He said me and James Harden cannot win by ourselves. That's why you play five on five. Well, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker and Tyrese Maxey combined to shoot 50% and only oh, had two turnovers. Oh,
3: wow. So he If was, you take oh, Joel wow.
5: Embiid and James Harden, they combined to shoot 27% and nine combined turnovers. Oh. So you were a big reason that you lost this game, but you want to push blame on everybody else. Weekend loser Joel Embiid. Don't do that.
3: Yo, that's a good loser. I miss that, dude.
5: I, I, I saw him. Well, and then he also he also said the same exact thing that Giannis said about it's not a failure, it's a stepping stone there. And he goes... Somebody earlier in the season said the same thing and I'm gonna use it. I'm like, we all know it was Giannis. Just say yeah. it was Giannis. So <laughs> Just we can him. lose or Joel and I indeed. mean I
3: like I, I, I do I understand that attitude is kind of being the almost what you have to adopt so you don't drive yourself crazy and and there is validity there, but uh but you're never gonna get fans degree. That's not a failure. I mean you had the Three-two lead, playing with the game at home, and you you choked. That line about the teammates, though, so bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jake, that tell you. He ooh, said that. I um, you, splinter
3: that room, dude.
4: Yeah. Then you have you know you have portions like you're gonna have them separated. Then you have the yeah. rest of the team separated. I mean, you could even go to Golden State, and now it's coming out like after Draymond punched Jordan, Poole. like the old heads stuck together, the young guys stuck together. They didn't really hang out together on the road or trips or anything. Because after that moment, like, you had to take a side. The older guys took Draymond's side. The younger guys took Jordan Poole's side.
5: Well, not only that, it was game seven, and let's see what he shot. I'm pretty sure he shot, like, five for 18 in a must-win game seven to go to the... Yeah, Joel Embiid, five for 18, uh, 15 points, five turnovers. And you're going to say that we can't do it ourselves. We need more help from our teammates.
3: I mean, that's, that's bad. No, you're the superstar. You're supposed to drop third. You're supposed to drop 51. Like Jason Tatum did. Also, it's kind of soft him being so excited for Tatum after the game. So, uh, like maybe text him. I don't know. I'm that, not gonna go too hard of that because I hate being that guy. But like it was, he was like being a little chummy with him. He was. Yeah, after he just eliminated his ass.
4: No, just give me like just quick Cali Dab. That's and what I'm and keep saying. Walking. Keep him moving. Like hey, yeah, great y'all see game. each other later.
3: You don't need to be like oh, you saved that one for this game. Oh, good job, dude. Get the hell out. Of <laughs> uh, speaking of weekend losers, Doc Rivers. Yesterday was his sixteenth Game Seven. He is now six and ten in Game Sevens, Jake. He has five more Game Seven defeats than any coach in NBA history. Five more than any in history. Meaning second place is five game seven. He's nearly doubled him up. Nearly doubled. that like he is an insane outlier at this point. Uh he hasn't won a game seven since twenty fifteen, and most damningly, he has lost. Nine straight games with a chance to advance to the conference finals. So game sixes, game sevens, game it does not has lost nine straight games with the conference finals on the line. Doc Rivers weekend loser.
4: I was gonna go Monty Williams, but I know we're gonna save that for like a deeper discussion. We can dive into Monty next. Yeah, we can do that. We can can do that later. Uh, uh, weekend winner, a couple of guys, a couple of NFL quarterbacks. Justin Fields went back and graduated from Ohio State. So, shout out to him going back, getting his degree. Nice. I, like, I, I did that. That is not easy to do during an offseason. It is, you know, you're, you're you're in school. You are taking school, even if it's online. Like, you still have to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. The NFL will pay for it, but you have to make passing. Like, you have to make A or B, I believe, for them to pay for it. So, like, you know, you can't just show up and get a D and get a degree. So, shout out to mm-hmm. Justin Fields for putting in the work, graduating, just, I mean, a year after he's been in the NFL. It took He's playing
3: me, too much school. I need to I waited, play more
4: football. I waited seven to do that. Uh, Jalen Hurts as well. Got his master's degree Jesus. from Oklahoma. Hey, again, G- during the offseason. That is, again, so difficult to do when you're trying to play in the NFL. Shout out to those two young men for going and finishing their degree. That is awesome.
3: Hey, Jalen Hurts, something so perfect. A master's? Yeah. You got the bachelors, right? When, like, what do what you get a master's for? You just signed a $250 million contract. Leave some like accomplishment for the rest of us. Also, am I the only one? Where do you go to school, Jake? Where do you go back to get his degree? Oklahoma. Oh, wow. <laughs> Imagine that, all you Alabama fans that are constantly yelling at me about how he still likes y'all. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> get out of here. All right, when we get back. I bet
4: if he was in the Baseball Hall of Fame and they said, hey, buddy, you're going into the Hall of Fame. You got to pick a hat. He'd pick an Oklahoma
3: hat, 100%. not an Alabama hat. 100%. Just like he got an Oklahoma Masters, too. Um, all right. When we get back, uh, let's talk a little bit of the Monty Williams with the NBA playoff stake. LSU softball as well. Keep it locked. we got Foster Moreau talk coming up. Also, Michael Thomas. to be a good hour here on OTB.
2: Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge. New Orleans. Alexandria. And 11th. Alexandria. And 11th. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Esther and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger.
3: Yo, what's going on, y'all? Happy Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, a lot of talk in the chat about Stetson Bennett not graduating from UGA. I had no idea this was the case. Uh, and like, if you're hearing for the first time, you, you already know the joke. Like, obviously, the joke is how do you go to college for six years and uh, and not get a degree? I mean, even Tommy Boy ended up getting a degree, right? Now, I might have taken him seven, though. Took him seven. Yeah, but but he ended up with that degree. Yeah,
4: some Van Wilder talk in the chat as well. I don't know if Van Wilder ever graduated. Did I don't Wilder remember. Ever
5: I, I think he did at he the end. The he did. Remember because he, yeah, he aced the professor's test. And the professor was like, I bet on you the whole time, even
4: though he yeah, liked to think of him yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I glad, think he did man. graduate at the end. Yeah, yeah, but Saturday down the finer
3: things in life. Yeah. Ooh, changes. Tara read Whoa. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. Saturday down south was breaking it down. And I did. I knew that he had not at the point of the football season, but I was like, oh, well, surely he graduated in the fall. That's hard to do. I mean, I went. I was almost done at three and a half. You probably were close to the same as well. No,
3: I just I mean, I just did uh, four and a half, you know, like the classic red shirt, just like planned it out. So I got done right after I got done with football. Um, I, I, had no, I had no emphasis to, uh, or no incentive to try to graduate early. Like I would just sign in 15 hours and cut down to 12 every, <laughs> every time.
4: 15. Let's see which one I'm struggling in. Yeah. Like, which one?
3: 12. which one seems like the most, yeah, I don't want to do this. All right. Yeah. And then, and then you're getting dropped, uh, you're getting dropped week one. But, um, but
4: what, what have you been doing and how, how do you stay? Football, eligible? Okay. Yeah, but how
3: do you stay? Like eligible? I said, I need a little more football from Justin <laughs> Fields <laughs> that whole time. I guess he was just always right ahead of whatever percentage of had the to be like had to have done had to be
4: skating on that line. Yeah. Every semester.
3: Uh, I agree. Um, okay, let's see if there's any other. Well, actually, I'll I'll, I'll kind of troll chat for a little bit. Uh, some of the other big news, though, in the NBA is that uh, Monty Williams fired from the Phoenix Suns. Now, this feels obvious to me, given that they have a new owner, right? And he did the KD trade, hoping for big things. It didn't happen. Word in the street is Ishbia may have never warmed up to Monty in the first place, and he wasted no time in firing Monty Williams. Uh, Mario or Jake, who wants to start here? I know that you have very strong feelings on this.
4: I mean, I I have, like, a quick point, and Mario obviously knows Monty Williams from his time with the Pelicans, so I'll let him have a bulk of it, but to go... NBA finals, conference semifinals, conference semifinals, and to do it with, you could tell the players enjoy him. You can tell they play for him. Yeah. uh, And there's a great chemistry there. To fire someone after going three years like that. And did you go for everything this year with that trade? You did. But also, like when you take a look at it, just because you went for everything doesn't make it a good basketball decision. You lost key pieces, so I'll let Mario kind of take over that part.
1: Yes, I think Hester's on the money. Monty had a really tough job. Yes, you had Kevin Durant, but he never really had a set rotation because they didn't have that depth. And that's part of a lot of the, the complaints from Suns fans is that he kind of went by feel in the, playoff, in the playoffs, and it completely backfired on them. So you could argue he could have done better this time around, but to Jake's point, that was a really tough situation. And this is the person that made the Suns relevant, like not even just a trip to the finals, but – The bubble before that, the development of Devin Booker, I don't think it's a good basketball move at all. I understand the owner's trying to make a a new splash. He has a basketball background playing in Michigan State, but I don't think this is a good move for the Suns, and it's going to be a completely different team next year. Like There are reports that they're going to shop Chris Paul Potentially make a trade there. DeAndre Ayton had a terrible playoff, so I don't think he's safe either. It's going to be. He's
3: already been on like. Hasn't he kind of have a rough relationship with uh, the coaches that have for the team or the front office, basically? Well,
1: he did with Monty, too, so maybe that yeah. helps him staying. But either way, the Suns are going to be a totally new look team, and it's really high risk for for the new owner, given the run that they had. And like I told you during the break, it reminds me, honestly, a lot of the Pelicans in 2015. They were ascending, they fired Monty Williams, thinking they could bring in a better guy, and the hiring of Alvin Gentry completely backfired. So the Suns are risking the same thing here. So
3: I think the only reason, because I think you all are actually, you all mean the very good points on everything in terms of whether or not it was actually a good trade and is Ishbia biting off more than get you firing him and how he's going to change everything over. Um, I agree with all that. I don't know if I agree with the Pelicans analogy 100%. Because, yes, in the year with monitoring the Pelicans, they, they were ascending, um, and, and they had just made the playoffs, right, even ascending that far. I guess the difference here is, though, they're technically descending, right? Like like they had been to a higher water mark, and they've taken steps back. And that's why he gets fired. Yeah. If they had gone farther than they had, which I guess is impossible, given that they went to the finals. But if they had, like, made the finals again, I don't I don't think you get fired there. Then It's the fact that you took a step back. But whatever, that's just, like, a minor little difference when it comes to is this, like, the Pelicans. Um I agree with y'all. He probably should have been fired, but also, like, we can all see that, or can we, do we agree that that's just what new owners are going to do, right? Yeah. Like, the new boss just wants his guy in there no matter what, Jake.
5: We've seen this happen three times this offseason. Mike Budenholzer won the championship two years ago. Nick Nurse a year before that. They're both out. Now, Nurse hadn't had the success, but... I mean, look where the Bucs were in the playoffs this year. They were were a couple games away. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it. And the Goodall's
3: brother died. That's the part that I can't get over that. That's just, that's pure insanity.
5: Well, from a basketball, is it a good move? No. But like you said, I mean, it was one of those things where he's like, I'm going to bring in KD. I'm going to give you all the pieces that I think we can get to win a championship. Yeah. If not, I'm going to tear it down and I'm going to build it the way I want to. Was it a good decision? No, but I'm not completely shocked by it either.
3: Yeah, if you spend billions of dollars, you're going to like want it like how, how you want it. Mm-hmm. And that's just, yeah. You
4: know. I, I know some people, and certainly Suns fans, and ooh, I bet Playboy Marty's uh, had He's a rough down time. Bad right now. They're kind of saying, yeah, it's just like when the Suns traded for Shaquille O'Neal. And that was in 2008. Steve Kerr was actually the GM of the Suns at the time. Mm-hmm. But remember yep. no, Shaq, no. when he got traded from the Heat to the Suns, it was only for two players. Right. It was only so you, you know, you trade one for two. That doesn't really change your roster. This trade for KD, you gave now you got TJ Warren and KD. So you got two players, but you lose Bridges, you lose Johnson, you lose Crowder. Three very key pieces that fit exactly what you needed them to do for yeah. your team. Yeah. And you also gave up four first round picks. Four first round picks and three players that are any of those players KD? Not even close. But what they are to your team maybe, and I think, is more impactful than what KD is yeah. to your team. We saw point. that team last year up close and personal against the Pelicans. Okay, They fit what that team was trying to do. You trade those guys in four first-round picks. It's a bad trade. Even a player as good as KD –
3: as like, a KD's age, I'm probably with you, too, especially. Just, just because that makes it even a little worse. Yeah.
4: And, and just, again, like the players that you traded away, like you needed because they filled roles in your team that KD did not feel. Like yeah. you have the score. You have Booker. Like you got the points getter. Okay, then you give up four first-rounders. Oof, that, that, that might end up going down
1: as an all-timer.
3: Uh, Mario, lastly, anything you want to say to wrap this up here?
1: Uh, I don't think Monty's going to the Pelicans. I see a lot of people clamoring for Willie Green to hire him just because of their relationship, but I don't think he's going to be assist- an assistant anywhere, much no. less for a franchise no. that fired him. And uh, Playboy Marty, actually, I was texting him about this, this very subject yesterday, and he said, quote, I'm very sad about Monty. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks snagged him in the next day or so. Uh,
3: that makes a lot of sense, for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, when we get back, uh, let's talk a little Saints football as uh, some Foster Morrow news. And uh, within the Foster Morrow news, I found some Mike Thomas news that I thought was actually pretty shocking. So we'll break that down next here on OTB.
2: Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Esther and T-Bob, ESPN, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger.
1: It's
3: been a long time since I heard this one, Bo. Yep. What's the actual name of this song?
4: The Way. Uh, the Way. Uh, fastball? Yeah. Uh, God, what, I is, actually love hmm. the
3: kind of stylistic change here in the chorus. It suddenly, just kind of becomes this little like happier Bob type deal, right there.
4: Yeah, this um, this was. I know I talk about it, and y'all y'all don't know what I'm talking about because y'all didn't have it. But this is a Channel One staple as well.
3: Shout out Channel One. Yeah, shout out Channel, Channel One. God.
4: I, and I heard they folded too. It's a shame. RIP. RIP. Channel One. Used to hear that TV getting rolled into the room. You're like, oh, it's a Channel One day. <laughs> today. Uh, I
3: do remember the TV being rolled in the room, but it was always just VHSs. It was never a live uh, cable feed or anything.
4: That's how I told you all this, but that's how we got the TVs at Evangel. (laughs) Like, hey, if you play Channel Channel One, one you play Channel One, we'll get you some TVs. Smart in Evangel for sure. Hey, if it's free, it's me. So we'll play Channel One, even though we're a private school, and they talked about things that typically they wouldn't allow us to hear (laughs) during the Channel One broadcast. We still got those free TVs.
3: Playing pop music like this (laughs) on the broadcast—that already feels anti- Evangel. Like that would have never flowed in my school either. Yes. Uh, back in the day. All right. Uh struggle little New Orleans Saints. As um look, I, I know we touched on this last week, so we talked to Ross about it as well. And it is shocking, right? Uh, but maybe you heard Foster Moreau sign that deal with New Orleans last week. As you said, it's a deal that makes sense on from every aspect, uh, the basic human empathy aspect. Uh, the actual fan aspect, the actual X's and O's aspect, where he seems to be kind of the final puzzle piece of an offense, Jake, that we're feeling pretty bullish on. Cannon was in town for the baptism yesterday, and he's out here talking double-digit wins like mo- the, the old man's fired up.
5: Oh, I would
4: have loved
3: uh, to hear that, actually. Yeah, the, nation, the nation's fired up, dude. But uh, and, and and one of the reasons why is because they do look like they have very good offense, and as I said, Foster looks like the final piece. Well, in case you missed it, even though um, he's battling Hod- Hodgkin's and FOMA right now, uh, he could compete in OTAs, um, which is pretty wild to That's think about. Insane. It'll it, be yeah.
4: a, yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, not to cut you off, but it's, it was, you know, expected, man, he's going to take some time off. And you understood it and he was going to yeah. fight. And it's like, but we know Foster. We know he's going to fight. And like, if anybody's going to beat it, it's, it's Foster. But it's like, no, like, I'm going to fight it and I'm going to be in OTAs. Like, I was thinking, like, get on the field next year.
0: Like, when we initially heard this. hundred percent. But,
4: I mean, gosh. And and I know our audience knows Foster, but, like, on a personal level, he is, like, when you tell that man he's not going to be able to do something, it's more than any human I've ever seen. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it faster than anybody thinks I can do
3: it. Well, and also how you know you're built different is when you're fighting back for OTAs. Normally that's something that the salty vets want no part of, right? Maybe like chill, you swipe your card when you can. He didn't have that in him. This man is battling through cancer to get back to the portion of the offseason that nobody actually wants to do. Like real talk. uh, Like it is. is, That's how you know you have just an insane competitive drive. And, And like Jake said, that's like indicative and representative of why he's gotten to where he's been, being the last member of the class, you know. Drafted late and now signing a $12 million
1: deal.
4: I mean, to Mario's point, Adam Troutman was somebody that I was very excited about. In the third round, I'd watch him play in college and kind of his growth from quarterback when he first got to college to tight end. And there were some nice moments in line blocking for sure. But a huge upgrade to Mario's point. Yes. False Samoro, Adam Troutman. And now you understand the plan. Because the day you were out, you were out the day the Monday coming back from the draft yes. and we were all like, you, you don't draft a tie it in. Here's who you have in that room. Well, the Saints had this planned all along. We just did not know that it was going to be accelerated like this and Foster was going to be a part of the team and now trying to get ready for OTAs.
3: So so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and it'll simply be a medical diagnosis. It'll just be whether or not the doctors deem it a good idea to do it or not. Uh, but what's crazy is Daniel Sound was on the Rich Eisen Show talking about this and he was asked about Mike Thomas he said the vision for Thomas is to be have him ready for training camp. And then he said that Thomas had some hardware taken out of his foot a week or a week and a half ago. Jake, he what? was on the he was on the Rich Eisen show yesterday. So I like I, you know, you know, they've they've obfuscated all information around Mike Thomas. We've never actually known what's really going on, but this man still had hardware in his foot a week ago and just got removed. I I just
4: don't understand why it would still be in there. I, bro, I am not and doctor, why you know. didn't get it removed earlier. Like anybody that's ever had hardware in their foot
3: so like as like soon a as six week deal like, at most or something yeah. I thought.
4: Like I've had I've you know I've had some some issues with the top of my foot broken bones and stuff and that comes out. I I just don't know why and it kind of goes back to the last off season. I forget what it was, T. But it's like, wait, why'd you wait so long to
1: do?
3: Yeah, that he had the that. ankle where he tried to like he got the opinion that he needed surgery. That's he's what it was. Yeah, then he and then waited, 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 waited. He finally has right when the season started. Yes. Yeah.
4: I, man, I don't know what it is. It, he's he's a hell of a football player, and he just helps your team so much, changes the dynamic of your team. But like it's another thing. It's like, okay, why why the wait? Because we're in May, right? That could have been done. In, when's the last time he played
3: September? Right. Yeah, because it's like yeah, I mean, unless that hardware hey, look, was supposed
4: to stay in their T and it, it just to continued to cause problems, but I would assume that those problems haven't started in May. I'm sure in December those problems were still there.
3: I'm I'm sure that there's a, uh, or I'm not sure, but I would imagine there's a reasonable medical explanation for this. Like it's a piece of hardware that had to stay in longer, given the nature of the injury. Blah blah. I don't I don't know what it is, uh, but I don't think it's. And this is not one-to-one, but it's impossible to kind of avoid these stories when they're bumping up against each other like this. It is crazy to see Foster fighting through cancer to get back for OTAs, and you're just hoping that Mike Thomas can be available for the start of the season for an injury that happened years ago. If he's not
4: out there the first day of training camp, full go, this is
3: I don't know if I'd be full a there. I mean, I don't know okay. if I get my hopes up for that. <laughs> you, you missed – he
4: played one game, right, Mario? He played Two. the three games, yeah, I believe. The last one okay. was okay. Carolina, week three, I think. Felt like the first game because that was a game you know, him against the Falcons. Okay, yep. three games. As, as someone that would be out there with him as a teammate, certainly a veteran player, if he wasn't out there the first day of training camp, T, like that would be a full issue. Yeah. Because He's... there's going to be someone on that field – that probably had like ACL surgery after him yeah. is going to be out there first day of training camp. Yeah. Like that would be a real problem. Like you would have to explain to me exactly what happened in your process. Why are you not out there? And I have played with outstanding human beings, outstanding humans. But when training camp came, they would find something. It's the back, it's the hammy, it's the, yeah. the yeah. ankle, it's yeah. the whatever. And they had missed time the year before. And I know my roster spot was different on the field. (laughs) Look, I know I had to be out there. Like there was no training room for me, so I understand that. Okay, everybody's in different position. Swipe that card. But like we had, we signed uh, a guy named Jerry Gaither in San Diego, and he came in the year before. And Marcus McNeil was a holdout, and I understood why Marcus was holding out. He needed way more money, but he was holding out. We signed Gaither. Gaither played really well. He was a guy, I believe he's out of Maryland. He was a physical freak. I mean, just tall, lean, could run as the left tackle. And they gave that man the bag. The bag, right? He he shows up. He's got a Bentley in the parking lot. And you're like, all right, man, he's about to explode big year for Jared Aether. He's about Dather. to he never, backwards. He never practiced again. Oh yeah. Not played. He didn't practice. That's the dream. They gave him like a three-year deal. And how many million and, did he get out of it? Oh, I'll have to look it up. I mean, it was enough to buy a Bentley and feel good about it. Hell yeah. So they couldn't find anything wrong with him. T. He kept saying my back, my back, my back, and they're like, "We've x-rayed, we've CT, we've we've done everything right, MRIs. We can't see anything that is wrong with your back." And he just never went out there again. And the guaranteed portion of his contract, he gets it. Mm. So and, and uh, Jared was a good dude. Like I enjoyed talking to him, Legend. but there's just some people like it's like like for me. Oh, I mean, I, I'm I, like my skin itches and I get chills thinking about I was like, uh, doing something like that and not going out there and just not being a part of my team. Everybody's DNA is a little bit different. I like, could not imagine sitting in that training room. They can't find anything. I got a Bentley in the parking lot, yeah. and my teammates. And that that money's against the cap. We can't bring anybody in to replace you. And they're just sitting there waiting on me, and I never show up.
3: You no, know, back pain's a hell of a thing, dude. Mysterious. Yeah, I got it all the
4: time. And you still, you got to find a way. Yeah, it's
3: mysterious, dude. You never know. You never know. He didn't want to put his future at risk, you know? Shout out to give it to him. It's like Mo that. Vaughn back in the day, getting that $100 million contract and then he <laughs> played like 13 games for the Mets. Mo, Legend. Mo Vaughn. I, I
4: saw Mo Vaughn. What's the mall right there in the River uh, Riverwalk? Is yes. that what it's called? Riverwalk. Yeah. River. I yeah, saw him in there in New Orleans randomly. What? And he had on diamond earrings, a huge diamond earrings. They were, I mean, I was a young fella. And the laces in the diamonds, so it was a baseball, like yeah. a huge diamond, were rubies. Hell yeah. It was a baseball, diamonds with rubies as baseball, and I was like, that is the coolest thing
5: I've Those ever costs seen. Those cost a pretty penny, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably yeah, after
4: the
2: contract. He's a $100 million $100 yeah. contract. Yeah, gold fully I don't guaranteed. know why he was in New Orleans. All yeah. right, got
3: to go to break. Uh, we are be long. Uh, more OGB when we get back.
2: Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob.
3: Go to Riverlands Insurance, riverlandsinsurance.com. Call 225-206-1517. It's Thomas email, cell phone number 225-206-1517. Thomas will shop around for you. And it doesn't matter what the insurance is, right? They do it all. They're from Louisiana, so they understand the unique kind of quirks and intricacies of this market and how to navigate it. Save you money while getting you better coverage. Like take your home insurance for instance, Jake. It's probably just rolled into your mortgage. You may not actually even realize what you're paying. You call that number 225-206-1517. You save hundreds to thousands of dollars potentially so what are you waiting for do it now
4: do it like literally do it now because you know we have had listeners that have done it right now during the live read and they've saved thousands and you can do it now because thomas is going to answer so i we give you the cell phone we don't give you the business number we give you thomas the cell phone he is going to answer he is going to have a conversation with you and see what he can do for you today 225-206-1517
2: All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Esther and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130
3: The Tiger. Welcome back, OTB. Hey, what T-Bob. Is this? This is a yeah, what this, is, is Taylor song? Sure, yeah, this is for sure,
4: Taylor. Me. This
5: is me, for sure. LP, yeah. who is this? This is Luke Combs.
4: Okay. I looked up Jared Gaither's contract. Four years, $24.5 million. It included an $8 million signing bonus, $13.5 million guaranteed.
3: Hell yes.
4: And said, my back hurts.
3: Look, man. I am not playing today. His race had been run, dude. It, man. There's, look, everybody listening out there is nodding along saying, yeah, that's wrong. I would love <laughs> to see the Steve Harvey family feud. Let's take 100 people, put him in that position, and see, see what everybody does. I know a lot of y'all would fight through. I think I would fight through. I, too. There's no
4: way I could deal with the guilt. No, I I'm agree. Doing
3: that. I agree. I agree. Um, because generally you don't get to a place where you get that contract if that's not your makeup, Jake, right? Like yeah. that's why this is so odd. But just regular Joe Schmo off the street is a lot of people who may not be <laughs> as motivated for work all of a sudden if you got eight mil guaranteed at the time of signing. And 13, do you think he got all 13 mil guaranteed? Do you think the like injuries I mean, maybe be like- I don't know, away? right? If,
4: I mean, if it's guaranteed, it's guaranteed, right?
3: Yeah, well, sometimes they have been playing with that language a little bit lately. Where it's been like, kind of, there's like, so, like, <laughs> what are these contracts recently where it's like, there's guaranteed money and there's kind of also basically guaranteed money on top of I
4: it. I never got anything like that, so I don't know.
3: Did
4: they
1: say in economics class? I have no idea. I
3: got a $500 signing bonus from the St. Louis Rams, not to brag. it was a cool 308 after taxes. How about that, boys? Nice. That's right. Three Bennies. A Lincoln and three dubs. Is Lincoln on the font?
4: <laughs> it says Gaither developed a mysterious back entry. <laughs>
3: yeah, which, you know, it's hard to pinpoint. The bat's the, weird. Nicknamed
2: the off Big the Lazy Ernest.
3: Wow. Well, okay. okay. That's on the front office. That's on the front office. If you say the Big Lazy, <laughs> you're going to get big lazy results. Like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Are you an idiot? You can't pay someone nickname the Big Lazy. You know who's not lazy? Accutive Baton Rouge. I got Agutem coming out today because I don't know what's going on. CO2 levels seem to be spiking in the house, Jake. Everybody's annoying me about it yesterday. I'm trying to take a nap and angry because LSU baseball is blowing. and everybody yelling about CO2. Well, it's all good. Okay. Cause I'm taking control of my comfort zone. I got Agutem coming out there today. Give me that service to the highest screen Make sure I'm good to go. For all your AC heating and electrical needs. Bottom line is you want Agutem, go to Agutem at Baton Rouge, Akitim, br.com Yeah. Go
4: to the website right now. You can schedule actually. Last week during the show, when I needed them to come out to the house, we were on the show, we were doing the read and I scheduled my appointment on the website and they came out, they came out that day. They can come out the next day, whatever is convenient for you, but you can schedule it all online, com.